So as we have repeatedly mentioned the Mubarak life of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam was filled with dua one is the formal dua in the sense that the duas that are made while raising the hand with the dua being the primary motive and purpose so that is the formal dua then these are also duas but they are simultaneously zikr they are part of azkar as well so this is not therefore done in that manner where a person now will stop to raise his hands this is dua that is now simultaneously a zikr but this is part of uzkurullah zikran kaseera remember allah taala excessively It is mentioned about Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam kana yadhkurullaha ala kulli ahyanihi he would remember allah taala all the time this was part a very big part of that remembrance the various azkar at the different times and occasions so among the azkar of the morning and evening one of those duas is allahumma ma asbaha bi min ni'matin aw bi ahadin min khalqik فَمِنْكَ وَحْدَكَ لَا شَرِيكَ لَكَ فَلَكَ الْحَمْدُ وَلَكَ الشُّكْرُ On the one side this is a dua, at the same time it's a zikr, and then the virtue that has been mentioned of this, because this is an expression of shukr, the person who recites this in the morning, فَقَدْ أَدَّى شُكْرَ يَوْمِهِ So now, shukr is a requirement, we are all the time enjoying countless blessings from Allah Ta'ala, and therefore we have to express our shukar the hadith sharif is mentioned the person who recites this dua in the morning he is expressed and fulfilled adda he has fulfilled the shukar of the day and he recites it in the evening then the same will apply for the night so these are very simple duas as mentioned over and over again it's a matter of just even having a authentic compilation of dua and or photocopying it from some kitab and having it in a place where we can read it while just looking into it and within one week 10 days of just merely looking inside and reading it in its time we'll inshallah know it by heart so this is a very concise dua like all the other duas this dua the be akareem salam expresses his shukr in this way allahumma ma asbaha bi min ni'matin Allah, whatever bounty, whatever ni'mat I have in this day, in this morning, whatever I'm enjoying, all the ni'mats and bounties, person, just things around him, things within him, we can't count all the benefits of even one bounty. Countless bounties we enjoy in our physical self, in our surroundings, the home, the people around, and on top of all this is the greater bounties of iman and deen and islam subhanallah what can we make shukr really we are unable to make fulfill the reality of shukr even to one iota so in any case nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam is expressing this 
Allahumma ma asbaha bi min ni'mah Ya Allah whatever bounty I have And not only myself Aw bi ahadin min khalqik What anyone in your entire makhluk is enjoying Ya Allah all these bounties for minka wahdak Everything is from you alone You are the one who has blessed with these bounties So now since everything is from you alone Falak alhamd walak al-shukr Allah all praise is due to you All shukr and gratitude is due to you So now this is an expression of, expression of shukr But like so many other things were discussed where At the same time these are Ilaj and treatments of some major maladies of the heart So now it requires a little bit consciousness That a person is reciting this dua to start off with learn these du'as and recite them on their occasions but with a little bit consciousness what am I reciting, what am I expressing now in this du'a Allahumma ma asbaha bi min ni'mah Ya Allah whatever bounty I have so now sometimes the person wakes up in the morning and he looks around and he has everything in place he has a nice home for himself has a nice car to drive he has everything whatever he requires there's no shortage of anything Sometimes a person in that situation forgets Allah Ta'ala. Forgets that all this way it came from. My doing, is it all my ability, my work, nothing. Allah granted it. And whether it is a person has the simple things of life too, that too only Allah gave it. There is nothing that we enjoy that is our ability, that is our doing, it's Allah Ta'ala's blessing. So now, to start off with, to express that, that this is Allah Ta'ala's gift. Then sometimes, some of these things, whether it is, it might be somebody's mental capability, somebody might have a very high IQ, very intelligent person, mashallah, very good. Somebody has some other abilities and skills and expertise, alhamdulillah. Somebody has some other blessings and bounties in the form of some material things. Sometimes, if a person doesn't keep reminding himself that this is all Allah Ta'ala's bounty and gift this can create ujb if a person forgets Allah Ta'ala he starts regarding it as his own ability, doing forgets this Allah Ta'ala's gift Allah has granted it so then he gets involved in this ujb and vanity and thinking I am somebody and I did this and I can do that and I am so and so so now by first thing in the morning by reminding himself and by expressing it, Ya Allah, all this famin kawahdak. Ya Allah, all this is from you alone. Not mine. Not my ability. Not my doing. My hard work and my earning and I applied my mind and none of those things. It's purely Allah Ta'ala's gift. So now up front every morning and then in the evening just the one variation in the word Allahumma ma amsa bi min ni'ma The morning ma asbaha In the evening the word for evening is masa Allahumma ma amsa bi min ni'matin Ya Allah this evening whatever ni'mat I'm enjoying is all from you alone So now this if it's done consciously is reminding him of a very important lesson and it's uprooting this very serious malady of ujb that is one very major thing that's already in this. And then he's also acknowledging and he is expressing it, Ya Allah, not only me, what anybody else has. What anybody else has also is your gift. 
So now if somebody else has something, but that something is Allah Ta'ala's gift, and everything is Allah Ta'ala's gift, so now does it behove of anyone to ha- harbor any jealousy over that person? To harbor jealousy over something that somebody else has, is to object Na'uzubillah against Allah Ta'ala. Is to object against Allah Ta'ala, that Na'uzubillah, why did Allah Ta'ala give this to him? It should have come to me maybe. Or even it didn't come to me, but he shouldn't have got it. So why Allah gave him, Na'uzubillah? That is now an objection against Allah Ta'ala. Because that hasad and jealousy, it brings into the heart that, that desire that this must be removed from this person. It should never have come. That is an objection against Allah Ta'ala. Now, in this dua, he is acknowledging this. Ya Allah, this is your gift. What you gave any me also is your gift. What you blessed anybody else also is your doing. It's your gift. So now, when it's Allah Ta'ala's bounty, Allah has blessed it. So we should be happy for everybody. And if a person is now consciously doing this, this will uproot this malady of jealousy this illness of the heart, these are all diseases of the heart, when there is some physical disease, person becomes very concerned about getting some kind of treatment, sort it out, get it removed. So now the spiritual cancers and the spiritual diseases, this is far more dangerous. The worst that can happen in terms of the physical diseases it can lead to death. Beyond that, physical disease can't do anything more. And one day everybody has to leave this dunya. Nobody, no matter how healthy he might be, no matter what treatment he has sought, but nobody is going to live forever. So one day moth is going to come. And the worst that can happen out of a physical disease is moth will come. Beyond that, that physical disease can do nothing. But Allah forbid we went away with these spiritual diseases. The heart was inflicted with these major maladies, cancers of the spiritual heart. That's going to affect things in the cover. That's going to become a major problem on the day of Qiyamah. So that is the more dangerous thing. And that is what requires prior attention and efforts to clear out the heart of these maladies. So subhanallah, these du'as of the morning and evening, on the one side it is zikr of Allah Ta'ala, it is expression of shukr which is such an important ibadat and an obligation upon us as well. That we should be all the time expressing our shukr to Allah Ta'ala. And then a person does it little consciously, realizing what he is. He may not know the word for word meaning, if he can understand the meaning all the better, but he has the idea, he has the understanding of the message of it. So now he is doing it consciously, that I am reaffirming. Allahumma ma asbaha bi min ni'ma. Ya Allah, whatever bounty I have, aw bi ahadim min khalqik. Whatever anyone in your entire creation has, faminka wahdak. Ya Allah, all this is from you alone. فَلَكَ الْحَمْدُ وَلَكَ الشُّكْرِ Ya Allah, all praise is due to you and all gratitude to you. So now, these are du'as which you should learn, mashallah, they are, as mentioned, many ulama in the gathering. So, take the time to ask somebody to teach it to us. Somebody needs to write it down, they'll write it down for us. So, we take it, we learn it. While we're here, we still have two, three days, Allah knows best how long we're going to be still around in dunya. But as long as we still have this chance, let us try and Learn this. This is not something that, well, if I'm going to be around for another one day, so what? What's going to be the point? One very great muhaddith, so he says that when Yahya bin Ma'in rahimahullah, muhaddith, Muhammad bin Fadl, 
This is when Yahya bin Ma'in rahimahullah, the first time he came to me to ask me about one hadith. So now he had heard the hadith via some other person. The hadith that I narrated, he heard it via some other narrator. So now he wanted to hear it directly from me. So he came and he asked me that uh, certain hadith, can you please narrate it to me? Because now this will mean that it's now more direct. So it raises the authenticity. So I immediately started narrating the hadith. So he told me, but in other words, now I started narrating it from memory. He said, but if you read it out of your book, out of your notebook, in other words, that will be better. Because now obviously what you had written down, you recorded, you corrected. Now you're reading it directly from there. That is even more now. There's more reliance on that. that this is 100% correct. Now you're reading from memory too. Mashallah, you have an excellent memory. But this makes it even more reliable. So, so he didn't feel anything about this. That now this person is uh, offending me. They had clean hearts. These things now, somebody just makes one request sometimes, just say something in all innocence, and our mind will run in a hundred and one directions. But now why he had to ask this? Doesn't he have any reliance on my memory? If he doesn't want to hear it, he must go. What do you came here for then? What do you think, I'm just some fly by night to somebody? All one hundred and one things will come out. Whereas the person, he had some other clear purpose and intention for saying it, he had no negative intention. He doesn't have any uh, suspicion about person is going to say something wrong. But they had clean hearts. It didn't matter to them that now, okay, now this person is saying, go bring a notebook. So the notebook was, he probably was sitting just for example in the masjid. The notebook was in his room somewhere. In the, so he woke up to go and bring the notebook. So he says, as I woke up to go and bring the notebook, so I just stood up. So he grabbed my kurta and sort of held me there. And he said, look, do this. First relate it to me from memory. First relate it to me from memory. Then go and bring your book and relate it again. So now somebody will take double offense if it was us. That now he was going to put me to test also. That now first I must read it from memory. Then now when I read it from the book, he's going to comprehend it. Now where our minds go, this is that badgumani. That suspicion that shaitan plants in the heart. From the most innocent things, a person will find the most far off possibilities of what was the purpose and intention of this person. And things that didn't even cross that person's heart and mind, that becomes a certainty about why he did it. It didn't even cross his heart and mind, he didn't even, was furthest away from his imagination to have that purpose and intention. But for us, that became the certainty that why he said this, why he did that, this is the reason. So in any case, he told him, no, first you read it from, relate it to me from memory, and then you go and bring your kitab, your notebook, and repeat it. Then you read it out to me from there again. The reason? The reason, he said, I fear that I may not meet you again. Because if you go away to bring your notebook, so then what may happen? One of two things can happen. These are possibilities, it can happen. By the time you come back with your notebook, I might pass away. If I passed away, I left this dunya with the knowledge of one hadith sharif less. Getting it directly from the narrator, 
I left with that knowledge less. I want to take that knowledge also and go. And it's possible you pass away. If you pass away, I got left out with that. From I wanted to hear it directly from you, I got left out from that completely. So therefore first relate it now. And then you bring your book and come again. So that if there's life still both are around, Alhamdulillah, we didn't lose out entirely and we got that as well. And if supposing something happens in the interim, I'm gone, so I've taken that knowledge along. I got the reward of that knowledge too. And if you gone, I didn't lose out entirely. I still heard it from you already. What consciousness of death they had. And together with that, how clean their hearts were, how informal and easy going they were. This muhaddith also, Muhammad ibn Fadl rahimahullah, he didn't take any offense to all this. He related it from memory first, then went and brought his book and came, and then repeated it from there. Mashallah, hearts very clean, simple, no formalities, no complications. This is what makes life so wonderful to live. This makes dunya, though dunya is not a jannat, can never be jannat. But in the context of dunya, it becomes jannat. It can never compare one iota and one fraction to jannat in reality. But in all the hustle and bustle of this dunya, it becomes like a small jannat. So now that comes from keeping the heart clean, from coming out of these unnecessary thoughts and suspicions and jumping to conclusions and, and making issue of everything and everything or the other, there's now some far-fetched possibilities we draw into the whole equation. As a result, we make our lives miserable, we make the lives of others around us miserable. Whereas, what we have been taught is how to be happy and keep happy. All the adab of deen, all the teachings of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam, if we adopt it, the beautiful akhlaq, the beautiful mu'amalat, the beautiful mu'asharat, all the sum total of all this, it comes down to what? Be happy and keep happy also. Person and if everybody around adopts it, we ourselves will be happy and it will keep others happy also. Otherwise we will keep ourselves miserable and we will make everybody else more miserable. Now these are the beautiful teachings to take to heart and these du'as also try and make an effort to learn it. Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq. A'udhu billahi s-sami'i l-alim min ash-shaytan r-rajim. A'udhu billahi s-sami'i l-alim min ash-shaytan r-rajim. A'udhu billahi s-sami'i l-alim min ash-shaytan r-rajim. Huwa Allahu al-lazhi la ilaha illahu a'alimu al-ghaybi wa-shahada wa-rrahman r-rahim. Huwa Allahu al-lazhi la ilaha illahu الملك القدوس السلام المؤمن المهيمن العزيز الجبار المتكبر سبحان الله عما يشركون والله الخالق البارئ المصور له الأسماء الحسنى يسبح له ما في السماوات والأرض وهو العزيز الحكيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل أعوذ برب الفلق من شر ما خلق من شر غاسق إذا وقب من شر النفاثات في العقد من شر حاسد إذا حسد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل أعوذ برب الفلق من شر ما خلق 
من شر غاسق إذا وقب ومن شر لفاتات في العقد ومن شر حاسد إذا حسد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل أعوذ برب الفلق من شر ما خلق من شر غاسق إذا وقب ومن شر لفاتات في العقد ومن شر حاسد إذا حسد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل أعوذ برب الناس ملك الناس إله الناس من شر الوسواس الخناس الذي يوسوس في صدور الناس من الجنة والناس بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل أعوذ برب الناس ملك الناس إله الناس من شر الوسواس الخناس الذي يوسوس في صدور الناس من الجنة والناس بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل أعوذ برب الناس ملك الناس إله الناس من شر الوسواس الخناس الذي يوسوس في صدور الناس من الجنة والناس حسبي الله لا إله إلا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم حسبي الله لا إله إلا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم حسبي الله لا إله إلا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم حسبي الله لا إله إلا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم حسبي الله لا إله إلا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم حسبي الله لا إله إلا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم حسبي الله لا إله إلا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم سبحان الله بحمده سبحانك اللهم